Hey, Augmenters, I am thrilled to share this next episode with you. When it comes to investigation and following clues, no one beats the indelible, indefatigable, incomparable Sherlock Holmes. And finding a great mentor can be as intimidating as solving some of life's great mysteries. In this episode, focused on our mentoring principle number three, we don our finest tweed jacket and share tips and best practices for busting out your magnifying glass and finding a great mentoring relationship in your life. Settle in next to a fire and enjoy. Can't deny that Sherlock Holmes is the world's number one detective. I mean, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, he was knighted because of Sherlock. And he is the person who is clearly our spirit animal for finding guides. How do you go out, look for them, figure out where they're hiding, and begin to use your science of deduction to and the one well and that's and the one thing I did kind of dig about him is that he is sort of out of the um he's out of the norm like right he's he's like kind of who you bring he's like your hired gun he's who you bring in when nobody else can really figure it out he kind of works outside the system so as a consultative uh entity so I like that because I think there's sort of the sense around mentoring especially when you're in school that you're school is going to help you find it or your parents are going to help you find a mentor or somebody else is going to help you find a mentor like within these sort of systems but then Sherlock comes in from outside just being like you kind of have to figure it out yourself because the systems that are in place maybe aren't going to actually support you in the way that you need. I completely agree the 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 taking in all information you have and then running through logical conclusions uh, but knowing that you're fa- that you need to be very creative in how you take in information, that's why we're talking about guides and Sherlock Holmes and how people can start to think about. All right, you, you've already done your vision. You 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 you've painted with Bob. You know you know the kind of place you want to end up. Okay? You've started to explore. You've gotten out there with Dora. You know you've you've, you've grabbed boots by the hand and and started. Yeah, got your map, you, you filled up your backpack, you have life experiences, and now you're going to go use your powers of deduction to go out and find a, a small handful of people that could be your guides. And our starting place is that Venn diagram of one half is your personal hobbies and passions, and the other half are your life and career goals, and those need to overlap. And wherever that overlap is, that is your pool where you're going to start using your Sherlock Holmesian-esque abilities to sniff out uh, a small group of people that you could then begin to communicate with to see if there's an opportunity for a mentor relationship. But what I found interesting was the true background and origin story of where, where Thrasher Conan Doyle got the idea for Sherlock Holmes. School me, Jimmy. I'm ready. So, uh, and this is great because I believe this occurred at Edinburgh, uh, university. Oh my God. Yeah. We had right down the road. all over. Okay. And, uh, uh, Doyle was a student there and his professor was Dr. Joseph Bell. And supposedly Bell was renowned for his powers of deduction and his, his, his reasoning logics. And that 
Bell became a mentor to Doyle, both in school and afterwards. And then Doyle used those same more academic style that Bell had and put it into the gentleman detective we now know as Sherlock Holmes. So, so mentoring was basically the birth of this whole entire operation. Ding, ding, ding. Interesting to see that the mentoring relationship was sort of the birth of this. And then it is, it does play out in various varieties between the two of them. But the key thing really is the fact that we, the reason why we picked them is because they're solving mysteries. Well, I, I want to say they are almost always finding people. Mm. And, and it comes back to the person is most important. He has like really great qualities and then he has some pretty dubious qualities. He's kind of an isolator. He thinks he's a little bit smarter than everybody else. But at the end of the day, he kind of comes in and saves the day. Um, so I'm wondering too, you know, I think that there's sort of these pros and cons of, of everybody. And then as you're looking for mentors, I think it's also important to be thinking about, you know, kind of the pros of what people bring, but then also being okay with the fact that they might not have, you know, that maybe they have some challenges as well. Yeah, the, I mean, what I would say, and I think why Holmes became this transcendental figure, I mean, literally, we talked about the, he has pushed more books and content than any other character in fiction. We are calling the Bible, you know, nonfiction at the moment. So only basically Jesus outsells him. <laughs> and I think that's because Sherlock Holmes really is human. He has flaws. He is not this like perfect character. Nobody wants to aspire to be all of Holmes. He, he is very human in some ways and you can get some of those ups and downs. And that's where I think Sir Arthur Conan Doyle had like, that was kind of a second hook. He had this really interesting mind. And then he had like a really rich character. Come back again to mentoring about when you're out there looking for people, it needs to be somebody who you don't want to aspire to in all aspects, you know, yeah. because because we are all human. We are all not going to be the same. And I think that's a really important tie-in that we can think about with Sherlock Holmes. And I think it's also important as you're looking for mentors too. I think there's an idea of sort of idolizing somebody, um, depending upon how you're going about it. And we'll talk a little bit more about how you kind of dig through and find somebody, but you potentially think, you know, they have everything, you idolize them. Um, which really sets both of you up for failure. It sets the mentor up for failure in the sense that you feel like, you know, you can't do anything wrong. You're going to let people down. It also sets the, the sort of, you know, the, the believer up for um, failure because they then don't accept their um, foibles themselves. So maybe they feel like this person is, you know, has everything and is perfect. And then they see themselves maybe not that way. So I think, one of the key things, yeah, I think as we're talking about this, I hadn't really thought of this initially, but is the idea of um, sort of, you know, imperfection and also, you know, seeing that everybody has really great qualities to bring and that everybody has challenges also. And the humility, which is the word that we have talked about many times. So somebody comes to us and says, this is my mystery. I need help. You know, I would really like to find a mentor. Where do I start? I think this comes to our first symbol right off the bat. And our first symbol, I believe, needs to be the magnifying glass. So even though Holmes, especially in the earlier works, doesn't use a magnifying glass that often, when you think about the classical detectives, they always have it. Yes. And I, and I think what's important is 
now that we've talked about these two Venn, these two circles that are creating your Venn diagram of overlap, you really need to focus in. It's something that you and I always talk about, about customer segmentation. Well, we're really talking about mentoring segmentation and starting to say, okay, we're going to look for a certain group. We are going to focus. It is not going to be a scattershot approach. You know, I'm always curious about the magnifying glass. What exactly are they using it for? But at the end of the day, what it does is it sort of signifies the idea that now you're searching. Now you're searching, now you're looking, um, you're digging deeper and you're like narrowing, which is, I guess, what a magnifying glass does. It sort of magnifies what's in front of you. I mean, I, I think that what, what that means is a, a, a lot of what we're talking about in mentoring is more of the intangibles and the mindset. There's so many different tactics that can be used. Find what works for you. The overall purpose is do not send 10 emails to 10 different yeah. people on a Monday. Maybe you send three because three, that's probably too many mentoring relationships for you to even enter into. And, and like, you definitely do not want to be offending these people who you are asking for in the beginning for their time, which is their most valuable resource, most likely. And, and we'll talk about later how you are actually the one bringing it and you should be compensated as a believer. But uh, in the beginning, you are still asking for someone's time for free. And I really think you need to focus. And that should be the first thought. You have your overlap. Now focus down to just a couple people. So to spend that extra hour on finding great people, not on sending more emails. Yes. Quality versus quantity. I'll be back. <laughs> You're totally leaving me hanging. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I was thinking it could be tweed, tweed, and more tweed. You know, that by itself is just a thought process. You know, own your own style when going out and talking to different people. You know, you need to find some that fits just right. It's got, it's got, got a little wear to it, kind of matches, but just like it, you can be yourself. You know, so I think there's a chance that the second symbol is tweed. Totally, right? Because I think at the end of the day, too, genuineness and being yourself is the most important part of all this. You are, again, bringing humility into the relationship. You're asking for help. You're asking the opportunity for somebody to, you know, help shepherd your relationship. You have to come up as your, show up as your genuine self. So if you love tweed and you like to rock tweed, plus I think there's an element of being memorable, right? I think that's really important also. That's a huge piece. Yes. And, and what I loved about it was an element of being memorable, Ooh. not being memorable. You know, I'm not coming out here like running around and tweeting <laughs> and attacking people. I'm trying to just say, hey, I, this is kind of my thing. I'm comfortable in it. Yes. And most importantly, I'm more comfortable with it than without it. I'm not using it as a prop to feel comfortable. It's, it's right. genuine. So your, your comment of genuine and an element, I think is huge. And just like Sherlock Holmes's cap, you know, he, and that was one of the things is like tweed cap. I kept reading about tweed cap last night. And there was one place where Sherlock Holmes wasn't in the room, but the tweed cap was, <gasps> and people were like, he's here. So dramatic that I, I, you know, I feel like there's people that I've kind of encountered over time. Right? Um, they have a certain phrase that they always say over time, or they have a certain way that they approach things that becomes, it just becomes really memorable. And you kind of Look forward to that because you know that's something that is really genuine and unique about them and how they approach things so i think kind of finding what it is that's your unique quality you know, uh, and i think that says something because you know as a as a mentee as a believer you will be bringing this entertainment this perspective this charisma like you're really there to engage the guide 
but you're not there to overpower the, the guy. It, it should really easily flow from you. And also, I, I think what's important about the idea of tweet is that some people aren't going to like it. And that's okay. Like, yeah. if you reach out genuinely as yourself to three different people and all three say, it's not a good fit, they might go, well, I got a friend that loves tweet. But I got an email that said, hey, I'm looking about starting this new business. I have these one or two questions. I'd really be curious to, to know about how you dealt with this challenge about this part in your business. You know, I hope you're having a great day. I'm pumped to, to go out to this local sanctuary and see if I can find this one bird. <laughs> I think, like, have a great weekend. I'd be like, huh, this person's got a passion and is happy to talk about it and also has done, done its research on me cares and, and and has some really good questions that are actually interesting. I'm sure I get a lot of similar conversations, you know, super professional and organized, but it's like, what is it that's a little bit different? That's, what's your tweed? Another thought process in there, because then like, if you, if you can't share what you're doing for like pieces of your day or what you're most excited about, then what are you really going to be in this relationship? Because a relationship's all about sharing and caring. Yes. Being there for somebody else. So if you don't want to share big parts of your life, how are you going to enter in a new relationship around mentoring? And it doesn't have to be something that quirky. It could be like you love to bake or you love birds or you love whatever. Like it doesn't have to be such a surprising thing. Um, but it's great because it also shows that you're passionate. I love that. The third symbol, which is important here because you've already focused. You've now got, you're going to be genuine about yourself and like be able to wear your own skin during your reach out. Okay. I think- the third one is you got to take a step back and just put your brain, put it into your pipe and smoke it. You need to, <laughs> you need to take a deep breath, take a puff on Sherlock's pipe and just relax for a moment before you send it out. So again, it can't be Monday morning. I need a mentor by Friday. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to do this research you are going to do your searching. You're going to do all these things. And then you're going to take a day and oh sleep on it and then send your intros. Because if you're not organized enough to be thinking about this mentoring relationship ahead of time, mentoring relationship is probably not going to go great. Take a moment, sit back, enjoy where you are and make sure that your gut and in intuition feel right. That is the most important thing is taking a pause. I try to like instill this on everybody like it's not an emergency like take your time sleep on it come back to it the next morning I try to always any kind of important emails I send I'll draft it I'll get it all ready and I will not send it until the next morning and then when I wake up in the morning I have like my cup of coffee I look at it fresh especially if it's anything that is important you want to make sure that you always have time to take a second look at it especially if you potentially are emotional about something, you definitely, definitely, definitely do not want to send it right away. Wait till the next morning. And then I think too, it also, for me, what happens, I, I find when I'm doing uh, something like this, like reaching out to a mentor for the first time is super important. You want to get it right. Draft it, go to sleep, take a walk, go for a jog, think about it again. And I guarantee something else is going to come to mind, something else that you really wanted to add, a new perspective, throw it in there and off it goes. So that's why it's really important. Like you said, with your timelines, make sure you're not trying to do it all too fast and, and you're rushed because it comes across that way. Um, and really sit and think about it. And sometimes share it with somebody else. You know, maybe you have a friend, maybe you have a Watson, Watson or a 
boots who can, you know, take a look at it or your mom or whoever and say, how does this look to you, your friend, somebody who's good at this kind of thing, have them take a look at it. The, the pause is so important because in the moment, everything's a good idea. It's just, just take a moment. If it's a rush, it's not the right time to be in a relationship. Well, we talk about all this time in romantic relationships about, oh, well, it's not the right time. Well, if you're rushing for a mentor in a relationship, it's just not going to be the right time. And if yeah. nobody comes back to you and they don't respond with your first couple missives you send out, that is okay. Yeah. Okay? You know, you, you are honing this muscle. You are building these skills. So do you have any top advice of good places to at least start looking when you're looking for maybe these three people that you want to reach out to? So I think already with us starting with that Venn diagram of your overlaps and like for me, a big overlap is where I have gone or the, uh, you know, just institutions I've been a part of. So like my high school, easy yeah. to reach out to those people, right? Uh, my, my university, Tufts University, shout out. Uh, any other jumbo, just like you, also a jumbo, you know, how we initially connected. We, we, we yeah. would not have connected if I wasn't searching for people that I thought would be great speakers uh, for, for, for my class and who are already tough jumbos, boom, Venn diagram. And, and then I layered on food and then I layered on C, uh, you know, CEOs and it was you, you know? And, and so it, like kind of putting on almost like going to the eye doctor and cycling through. Yes. I think that that is actually a, a decent like metaphor for us when you're at the eye doctor, which I was doing yes. this week, and they're cycling through different lenses, put on those different lenses. Like think yeah. about what you connect with. Like, like for me, we're all come back to basketball. There's a basketball player out there or someone that like does pick up. I remember I, I was, I used to have some really interesting conversations with the individual who founded Energy Star program. And so somehow I got into Sam's office. I met him at, you know, a green building symposium or something like that. I got into his office and we were talking and I saw a picture of a basketball player. And I was like, huh, cool. And I was like, what is that? And then he just started going off and he was a long time, just guy going to the park playing pickup. And I was like, I love going to the park playing pickup. So I did growing up. And then we just jammed about that for 20 minutes. When I was going out the door, he's like, I'll see you again soon, right? I'm like, of course you will. And again, it was just being genuine, knowing what my, my layers are. So if you find somebody on LinkedIn or on yes. Twitter, you know, or, or somewhere on the internet that's, that says, hey, I'm really into birding and that's also your passion, that is something excellent to reach out to. And now don't hammer it home, but right. but to show that you have like, that might even not be the first thing you say to this individual. You might bring out a different piece, a different swatch of tweed to be memorable. But again, that are those similarities that build really strong, great relationships. And connections, then you really are able to connect and you feel like you can find those places where you have so much in common and we find out what's important to each of you and then you hone in on that and then the relationship grows from there. Also professional organizations for me, I mean, honestly, that's how I met my business partner, Aaron, but just joining, especially on a leadership level, you know, everybody's looking for volunteers. Everybody needs help. Like any of these kind of organizations, I'm part of a bunch of them. Um, so I think that would be, that's always one of my first tips try to find a professional organization you can join a lot of them have student um, groups and you know jump in get involved it's a great way to meet people and then meet other mentors volunteering being part of something you care about even if i mean for, for me like in baltimore every saturday morning i go out and make deliveries in the old van uh for an organization called central soul uh just, just making deliveries to anybody that needed food and by volunteering there i met a really fantastic uh, individual uh, and she runs the the nonprofit and it's just because I kept showing up 
and I got to learn something. And I actually, out of that, I took on a slight mentoring relationship with two of the individuals in her program. I actually think that I find most people through events where I end up just, I'm curious about them. Even if I'm not part of it, I'm genuinely curious. And I think a big piece of this is when you're looking for a new mentoring relationship is ask your friends, tell yeah. people that are already close to you. Hey, I have this problem coming up. What should I do? And I mean, you and I have both introduced people uh, into each other's lives by us sharing, mm -hmm. you know, with, you know, with some vulnerability, Hey, I have this problem or, Hey, I want to learn this, or, you know, I don't know how to do this. What do you think? And then you're like, well, I don't know anything about that. You should talk to, you know, talk to Joe, talk to Sally, you know, like these are, these are great people that can help. And also, I think the other thing too is content. Right now there's like, I mean, honestly, between YouTube, between Clubhouse, between Instagram, I think people are more accessible than ever. So if there's a particular topic, like let's say you wanna you know, open a pet spa or you wanna you know, get more involved in some particular area of something, you know, it's pretty, I mean, I've been even thinking about us with mentoring. I've been looking, I'm like, are there mentoring conferences? Are there like conferences where mentoring nerds like us get together? Like, what, should we go? Should we go see what that's like? Um, and just you know, then you start to see who else is out there talking about it. Saying, get on LinkedIn, do searches on the internet, talk to your friends, show up at conferences or events. Uh, and yeah, again, you, you, you just got to get out there and be yourself. Totally. 100%. Just like Sherlock. There you have it. This episode gave some clues on how to move forward with finding a great mentor guide. You do not have to wear tweed. Sure, velvet or silk is fine too, but being yourself is the best bet when looking for a mentoring relationship. If you wanna help Julie and Jimmy in our mentoring journey, then please subscribe because we all should ask for help. Thank you to our producer, Erica Samus, and see you soon.